you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore, and I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. This is your Futures Friday episode. This week, I'm joined by Jim Turvey. Turvey Betts. You can find him in the Action Network app. He's going to join me to talk about all sorts of futures, uh, make miss. We're going to do a little bit of division betting, all sorts of stuff. Plus, oh yeah, that's right. It's finals matchup time. It's my it's my sweet spot, and I'm going to go ahead and, and give my thoughts on that bet as well, That the one that all my colleagues seem to hate. Uh, we'll talk about that later on today. I want to let you know that everything that we talk about in the podcast can be found in the award-winning Action Network app. Best way for you to track your bets. You get up with a second information where the bets and money are coming in on. Our daily show, Green Dot Daily, is in there. Uh, I'm on there like three times a week now with NBA. It's a great show. It gets you set at all sorts of sports. If you want to get caught up on March Madness quickly, Green Dot Daily is a good place to start, as well as our college podcast, Big Bets on Campus. Check out those two things, and you can get caught up. You don't have to have watched college at all. I haven't but I'm going to get caught up and be rare to go to bet the NCAA tournament. So make sure to check that out. Also, I want to let you know that I was on the Favorites podcast. If you are not a subscriber, definitely go check out the Favorites podcast with Simon Hunter and Chad Millman, my boss. Uh, talked about all sorts of stuff. The Lakers in there had a long discussion on the Kings and like trying to, I made a, a pretty coherent case for like why they're actually a, not a bad bet for the Western Conference. I'm actually probably going to talk to force Jim into a conversation about that as well. We'll talk about all that and more, but we're going to get started. So Jim, I have laid out a number of bets for us to talk about for a best bet. And the first one we're going to start with is a make and a miss bet. So you got to pick one best bet to make and one best bet to miss. I will go first. And my that's going to be to miss. I found a plus 280 today uh, in the market on the Brooklyn Nets to miss the NBA postseason uh, playoffs. Rather, postseason includes the play-in. Uh, this is a bet that's been all of the smart gambling people have talked about this in the last week. I'm not going to try and pass this off as my own analysis. Like, honestly, there was a reason I didn't want to bet it. And I want to be like, fuck you. I'm betting them to make it. 
just because I didn't come up with it. But eventually I was just like, man, this looks too good to be true. I kind of had the idea that the Nets would be fine if the trades. I was like, they're still really talented. And Jacques Vaughn's a good coach. Everyone has started betting this this number to, to miss. It was plus 450 at the beginning of the week. It's down to plus 225 in some places in the market. It's getting very, very narrow. So I want to get in while I can still get over two to one on it. I mean, it's pretty simple. Like the Brooklyn Nets look like they have no idea how to play together. They don't have a lead point guard. They don't have a backup center. They don't really know what they're doing. And so to me, this is the best value, the Nets to miss the playoffs at plus 250 or better. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, actually, Matt. Um, I know that, yeah, we talked about this a little bit before. It maybe the the number breakdown on it isn't perfect. Uh, in fact, uh, if you if you're gonna go straight numbers play, super boring. I think the best straight numbers play right now is Portland to miss minus 625. I don't know how, <laughs> too many vendors out there they're gonna lay minus 625, but I think that's the the best statistical edge you can find out there right now. But from a from a normal better's perspective, I think the the Nets make the to, to miss, pardon me, the playoffs is the is the best bet right now. I, I was with you. I was I was pretty high on them um right after the deadline. Love Bridges. I, I really like Dinwiddie. I thought, yeah, well, I was with you on Vaughn being pretty like, you know, coach should just kind of get them over the finish line and, and get some playoff experience for for what's going to be their young core moving forward. But it really, it really hasn't hasn't sucked so far. Um they do have a that three game lead, which is is pretty nice. Three game lead up on um, the seven seed right now, or on the uh, pardon me, on the eight seed. Um, but I I see I foresee the Heat passing them pretty easily. Um, and then that that kind of seven eight nine ten, I could see them slipping one more spot if they do hold on to seven. It does make it a little harder to to get there from a from a numerical um, perspective. Um, but I I. I, I see one of these. It's so many teams clustered there that if if one of these teams goes on low run and can and can play real hot down the stretch, and Nets kind of limp their way over, suddenly if they're slipping down to eight nine area, it's it's going to be an uphill battle for them. Uh, Brandon Anderson texted me about this, and he's off this week. He's on vacation, and he did decide to text me about this bet. Uh, and he said that basically like the number he ran me through the entire math, which I'm not going to bore you with, but the math does it as you mentioned. It's bad. Part of it, though, Brandon is assuming that something like 50% to win at home in a first-round matchup if they're the seventh seed. And if they lose, they're more like 65% plus to win the second one. I don't know if I agree with that. Like, I just don't know. If we get to a point where it's Toronto, I am not going to feel like Toronto is a 35% dog versus the Brooklyn Nets, If they even if they get to the seventh spot and lose that first one. Which, look, you know, when you're talking about a team that's cratering like this, I tend to be like, look, leads are, are insignificant because you've won at approximately these paces over the course of six months. This is not that team. Like the Nets are not a, a 55% win percentage team. That's not who they are. Like the odds of them cratering and losing another like six out of the next 10, eight out of the next 10, as they are currently two and eight in their last 10 are pretty high. And if that's the case, then even the Heats and the Hawks and the Raptors as mediocre as those teams are i think they can catch well and here's here's the other thing too i live a 20 minute walk from barclays center that place is not a fortress they if they get a home playoff game i wouldn't be surprised if it's if it's unless it's trey young who uh new york has has no love for uh it could be 50 50 in that crowd uh it, it it's it's far from a, a great home court advantage and in those one game one game uh play-in games if they're not going to have the best player on the court most likely in in almost any of those matchups. And I, I, like we said, the math, maybe if you walk through it step-by-step step, doesn't seem, didn't seem perfect right now, but uh, I do think of, of all the kind of same bets, 
Portland minus six twenty five uh, aside, that that that's probably my go to for for miss the playoffs right now. So my best bet to make the playoffs is going to be <laughs> the Minnesota Timberwolves at plus one sixty four at FanDuel Sportsbook. That's going to be my best bet to go ahead and make it. I like this Wolves team. I've liked them consistently. There are some numbers that are concerning because if you take their record outside of January, it's uh, what's the word bad? It's bad. But but presuming that Cat plays at some point, which I do think is still possible, I think it's possible he comes back in March. It gives them a little bit of a bump. You know that win over the Clippers was significant. They got tiebreaker with that win, and that's like a that's a really that's a really fucking big deal that they got the tiebreaker over the Clippers because that means that. It just gives them another way to sneak into a spot or they get home court in a possible uh, 7-8 matchup for the play-in tournament. Right now, I have the top six projected as I have Nuggets, Grizzlies, Kings, just, just barely Kings, Suns, that's four. And then I do have five and six to be Dallas and the Clippers, but it's close. Like, this is not like a... There's not a big drop off between these two groups. Like I have the Clippers projected. I I have um, the Dallas Mavericks projected for 42.8 wins. The Clippers at 42.6 and Minnesota at 42.2. Like it's a half game difference between those three teams. So even with, you know, the Mavericks getting a big win versus the Sixers, they record this on Thursday night. I still think it's entirely possible that the Mavericks and Clippers continue to kind of flub around and it would be really hilarious to see the Grizzly or the Timberwolves rather just slip into that spot. If it's, I'll just be honest here. If it's Timberwolves Clippers, they're going to be dogs for sure. They're going to be dogs. I get that. But like, is it really going to surprise you if the Clippers completely mess the bed? I don't think so. And I think it's entirely possible that, that the Wolves wind up with the eight seed um, and then wind up being able to like sneak into this backdoor situation uh, with an opportunity to go ahead and just like win that second playing game and make the tournament, uh, make the playoffs rather at plus 164. So I have backed them all year. I like them. My power rating likes them. I'm going to stick with the Wolves at plus 164 is my best bet to make the playoffs. What's yours? Yeah, I like that one. Um, but I'm going a slightly different direction. I didn't see any that like pop popped off off the page for me. So the the two that I'm going to kind of talk out with you now and, and see what, where you're leaning as well. Uh, Wizards plus 270 and Bulls plus 440. I the Bulls are a team that I have not been able to give up on all season. It's a terrible idea, but every time I think I'm fully out, they they win a couple games. They they put together a decent looking stretch, and the East just refuses to put them away. So as of right now, they are in that 11 spot. They haven't been great on the road, um, but I I and I. I I say this half jokingly, but half not jokingly. I do think Patrick Beverly has has already kind of had a good impact there. Think about how good that backcourt was when it was Lonzo and Caruso, and they could that was kind of their you know killer defensive bench unit. Pat Bev doesn't do everything Lonzo does, but from a defensive perspective, um, he had ten assists the other night. Maybe from a creative perspective, I I think that this team is to get that number plus four forty. I think isn't bad. Um, you probably will be able to get it later on. Um, even if they do make the play in, it won't be too much shorter than this. So that's why it's not, you know, popping off the page as a, a crazy good bet. Um, but that was, that was the one that caught my eye. Wizards plus 270. They're just, they've been consistent all year. They're not good, <laughs> but they're just going to kind of be around. And no one in that, no, the Toronto has proven themselves to not be, 
world beaters or anything this year. And the Wizards are about as healthy as any team in the league right now. So getting getting that much of a plus number just caught my eye. Neither really jump off the page. I'm I'm curious your thoughts on both. If it's Wizards Hawks in a let's say that the the next net's absolutely crater, right? And it's Wizards Hawks in a battle for the eight seed. Um hard to get to that to that to there, but let's say the Nets absolutely <laughs> crater crater out. And so it's like Miami and and Atlanta, or like Miami gets in, and then it's like Atlanta and the Wizards. Like I'm just trying to figure out where we would feel good about the Wizards. Like where would we feel like what spot in the play-in tournament are we gonna feel good about the Wizards? Uh, I can't go with you on Bulls just because like I had to take the over on them. I was like, no, like they should be good. They should be better than that. Like they should not be good. They should be like decent. This is a low number, and then I, I rebet them at thirty eight and a half. Me too. Me too. <laughs> and. You know we're gonna we're gonna need ten and nine to get this home. Be on real sweaty, <laughs> um, which I do not feel awesome about. The Raptors' loss, I think, in particular, was like a that that was kind of where I was like, okay, that bet's dead. That was the one because like, the Raptors did not play well in that game. Like the Raptors honestly looked outmatched. Like the Bulls looked like they had more talent, and the Raptors just won that game because the Bulls just couldn't get their shit together. Uh, the Wizards, my biggest concern, honestly, and we'll talk about them more in the in the in our se- section on their division. The issue is to me is is pretty focused on one guy and it's Beal. I don't trust him not to be like, oh no, my hamstring. Oh no, I've suffered a shoulder bruise. I'm out for the season. Woe is me. Oh, woe is me uh, to do this again. I just I can't go down this road with Bradley Beal again, where it's like every year he gets an injury that's like, is it like, is it traumatic? No, no, it's not a major injury. How long is he gonna be out? The rest of the season. Like I just. I can't trust him. I cannot trust him to be there for the rest of the season when they don't have like a real shot at making a run. So we'll talk a little bit more about the Wizards in a little bit. I don't mind those plays. Um, the Bulls at plus 440. I think it's like a good number in terms of like, I think it's an approximate number of where they're at. Uh, I thought about the Raptors here too. Like I, I did think about the Raptors. That was like going to be my second option if I didn't go with Wolves was it was going to be Raptors just because I feel like somehow, some way this miserable ass team that even their fans hate is going to find itself in the playoffs. Like I just feel like that's a thing that's going to happen, but uh, I couldn't get the, the value to, to make sense on my end. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, let's talk about the Pacific Division. I think this is a fascinating conversation. So I'm going to run down the, the standings real quick, and then we'll talk about the odds. Uh, the Kings lead the division. They are at 25 losses. Uh, if you are listening to this podcast, and I'm going to be doing these playoff picture podcasts going into the future, you're going to hear me talk about loss column, and you're going to be like, why don't you just say games back? And the answer is that you can make up wins. You can't make up losses. Like, if you are behind – in the loss column, the other team has to help you because if they just keep winning and you keep winning the whole way out, you do not control destiny. Uh, Kings are at 25 losses. The Suns are at 29, a full four back in the loss column. Uh, the Los Angeles Clippers, who are currently facing the Golden State Warriors, are at 31, and the Golden State Warriors are at 30. 
So that's like the conversation. And the Lakers are way down there at 33. By the way, we have a uh, Brandon and I have a uh, Lakers to be the fifth team ranked seated in the Pacific Division to finish fifth in the in the division, which is looking real nice right now. Um, this division I think is fascinating because Kevin Durant makes his debut. I had an NBA bet stream on Wednesday versus the Hornets. They look good because, you know, the Hornets, it's not that they didn't look, they didn't look good. They did. The defense in particular was pretty impressive. Four games is a lot to make up. The market for this is what's crazy though, because if you look at the market over at FanDuel Sportsbook, and this is pretty much standard across the board, is that the Suns are minus 130 to win this division. The Kings have a four game lead with less than 20 to go. And they're plus 180. You're almost at two to one for the Kings to win this division with a four game lead and 20 games left. Uh, when you look at this division and the numbers that are on the board uh, as the Sunder minus 130 Kings plus 180 Clippers plus 650 and Warriors 16 to one, where do you think the value is? If you want to bet the Pacific division into the last month of the season? Yeah, I'm with you hundred percent. I, I, when I went and checked this, I was sure you had to have a typo in the, in the write-up because like, there's no way the Kings are, I thought maybe you meant Suns plus 180 that I went and checked. And yeah, it's it's wild to me that everything you just laid out, four games up in the last column, uh, a team that hasn't really slowed down. We haven't seen any signs of of them really showing showing any weaknesses. And they're plus 180 to hold on to the division. It's crazy to me. Um, so I'm in lockstep with you there, pretty much uh, not to just repeat everything you said. So the only other look I would bring up, uh, and the only problem with it is it's going to be much different after this game that we're recording during, because I, at this second warriors plus 1600, I kind of like as well. Um, I, you know, it probably won't hit, but these plus 1600s, you know, we're, we're working in small percentages when you in small implied percentages, when you get down there, they have the Clippers right now, if they take care of business at home, they're usually pretty good at home. I think right now it's around a tie game in the third quarter. Um, now this number is going to change if they beat the Clippers tonight, because that will be a big in-division win. And they'll, they'll be, what well, I think, uh, I think they may be also four four back in the last column. They're five back in the last column. Um, and this is, you know, Steph is looking to come back as early as I believe it's like less than a week away now at this point, they've kind of held their own without him around. Um, you know, they're smart. They'll work him back in They're The only thing against it is they probably aren't feeling a crunch to catch up to the Kings because they're looking at this from a, a bigger picture, but with a number like plus 1600, I mean, to me, the, the best bet is Kings plus 180 for sure. Um, the only other thing, like I said, that kind of caught my eye is this, is this warriors play just because of, of the value of it. So a couple of things to update you in real time, as we're recording this, the warriors have rattled off a 36 to 13 third quarter to take a 12 point lead warriors third quarters are back baby Two, steph curry is gonna be back on sunday that was reported tonight yeah. so you get him back a little bit earlier don't hate it because look look if anybody's gonna rattle off like a fifth like an 18 and two run it's gonna be golden state here right like get everybody back play everybody i still just feel like they're gonna rest guys enough like they're still just gonna yeah. be like mm, no steph, you know steph just came back we're gonna be careful with it you know, let's go ahead and rest him. Clay needs a night off, et cetera. Uh, and they've just been so bad on the road. Like they've just been so yeah. bad on the road. It's one of the things is like when we're at this point in the season, I'm starting to look at when we're making these bets, like what is your win profile? Like I'm, I'm looking at that all year, but especially now. And, you know, the Kings are 24 and seven versus teams below 500. The Suns are just 18 and 11. The Warriors 18 and 14 and the Clippers 22 and eight, which is a little bit comparable 
comparable to the Kings, but the problem is the Clippers just can't beat anybody good. Like Clippers are 11 and 23 versus teams over 500 really bad. So uh, the 16 to one is really tempting. I, I, the golden state is a fascinating team to try and figure out just because it's like, they've told us for six months, we're not good. We're not bad, but we're not good. And you'd be like, well, with Steph's been out, even with Steph, like that's why that's why they're still at this at this area is they haven't been good enough with Steph to compensate when he's been out, which is what happened last year. Like Steph missed a bunch of time last year at the end of the season. Guess what? The Warriors still finished top three in the West. Like this is the thing. So uh, I agree with you that sixteen hundred has some value, but to me, uh, the Kings still at plus one eighty, I think, is a is a really good spot. I don't mind taking a flyer on it, but I do think that. Phoenix is going to have to be their margin for error is almost zero for a team that has to build in a little bit of margin for error for CP three and KD in terms of rest. When they, the, the Kings have a very hard schedule. And I think that's uh, you know, you you've heard, I've heard that, you know, brought up as a, a potential fade Kings down the stretch thing, but Phoenix has almost as hard of a schedule. Um, if you go to tankathon, I think the Kings are like fourth hardest, um, Suns are maybe sixth hardest. The Warriors actually have the easiest of those remaining schedules. And I do wonder if there's any chance because they've been so bad on the road this season that they do kind of focus on trying to get that fourth seed. Now, maybe they big brain it and they say the Nuggets are the only team that like really scare us. So the being able to avoid them by being, you know, in the sixth uh, spot isn't the end of the world. We don't hate that either. So there, there's so many moving parts here. It's a little, it's a little hard to, to pin any of this stuff down. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think Kings plus 180 has to, has to be the play out of that division right now. Okay. Let's uh, move over back to the Southeast division. And we're gonna talk about that one as well. Cause it's another one that's kind of up in the air. Um, look, to look at the standings, we've got, the Miami heat who I have dubbed the fountain of sadness team for the season. I mean, the team that is just like miserable and yet continues to, they're, they're not bad enough to be removed from like the, the list. They're not just going to, they're not just bad. They're not the Hornets. They're still in the playoff conversation. They're above 500, but they're just sad. Um, they're four and six in their last 10. They're at 30 losses. The Hawks are one behind them at uh, 31. They are 500. And then there's the Washington wizards at 30 and 32. So I went ahead and I put this one in the app today. Wizards plus 1,100 to win the Southeast division. It's enough for me to get value on this. So I have projections and those are going to be coming out in our playoff pictures. First edition should be out Friday if I can get uh, the rest of it done tonight. I have the final projections for these teams at Heat 41.9 wins, Hawks 41.3, and the Wizards at 40. So I have it 42, 41, 40. That's a a narrow enough margin for me to go ahead and get Wizards 11 plus 1100. Like I'm not projecting the Wizards are going to be woefully short. I actually kind of think that if you're going to bet, you know, I I mentioned like the Wizards to make the, you know, you talked about the Wizards to make the playoffs bet. I honestly think if you're going to go that route, just bet this one. Like just bet the 11 to one because the odds of them making the playoffs are significantly strengthened inherently by them winning the division and landing in like a seven or an eight spot. It's almost impossible for them to get worse than seventh if they do win the division. But look, I, I've I, Wizards fans are very upset with me because I made some comments on radio that was basically, I said, this is a team that plays like they know that the end is like, that there's no point here. That they're just like playing out the string and that they have no future. And I stand by that. Like that's what I've gotten from them all season. Like I know there are players that are unhappy on the roster. They're just like, what are we doing here? But they're there. 
and they actually are good. Like they're a good team. I don't think they necessarily play together or know what they're playing for, but like this team is just, it's competent, pretty well coached. And the guys know how to play together. Like Monte Morris, Kyle Kuzma, Bradley Beal, Denny has played well. KP has been fantastic. KP has been incredible. He's been better than he was in Dallas. He's been great. So this team is, is really talented. I know you're with me on this. What are your thoughts on the wizards to make, to win the the Southeast East division at plus 1100? Yeah, hopefully it's not boring podcast, but lockstep once again. Um, to your point that you've you've mentioned two back in the loss column, that's you know that's first and foremost. It, with with you know a quarter of the season still to go, that's a pretty small margin. Yeah. Um, they have a better net rating than the Heat this year. Uh, the Heat have luck boxed their way into several wins, and I think a lot of that is Bolstra and Jimmy Butler. If you have those two guys, I I, I give a little bit of credence to you being able to outperform a net rating knowing when to show up in those, in those closer games and when to kind of you know, throw in the towel in a, in a bigger loss. Um, but yeah, I mean, this number, you know, implied percentage under implied odds under 10%. I see this as more like a, around a 15 to 20% chance that they, they pull through with a division. That's, that's a pretty significant edge um, when we're talking about such a, a small portion of the season remaining. Um, you were talking earlier about having no faith in, in Bradley Beal staying healthy. And I, I agree to a certain extent but I also, I don't know if I worry that much if he goes out. He's been in and out, and they've they've been pretty consistent with him without him. Um, I probably should have the numbers right in front of me, but uh, earlier this season, I remember looking up, um, you know, with him, with him there, games with him in or with him out, and and there wasn't a massive difference. So even if they do um, lose someone, they've got some pretty good depth. Um, and and kind of to your point from earlier, they they've just been steady throughout the season. Good coaching. Um, and if if the Heat, you know, have a few of those bad bounces um, in in close games that they've won, um, yeah, I think this plus one uh, plus eleven hundred number is pretty solid. They only have their remaining games. They've only got what is this one, two, three, four? They've got seven road games left, so they have a home heavy schedule. They do have two versus the Hawks next week. They're going to need to at least split that. Uh, they got the a, a big one tonight versus Raptors. They play the Raptors uh, three times in the next in these next couple of games in this next in the last stretch of the season. Uh, they did take one tonight, so that gets them you know two thirds of the way to tiebreaker over Raptors. That helps, but doesn't help for the division bet. They do face Miami in the second to last game of the season at home on April seventh. It would be very, very, very interesting if the Wizards were to get in a position to actually be able to like, and it would provide a hedge opportunity, right? Like if they pull into a one game lead or tied with Miami going into that game, you could just go ahead because they're the Rockets are playing or the the Wizards are playing the Rockets in the last game of the season at home. Well, let's go ahead and mark that as a dub. Like we'll just <laughs> go ahead and give them that one. And so if we give them that one, you know that that could be right. Really wind up being what what matters here. Um, I, I may regret it, but eleven to one, I'm willing to go ahead and take the shot at you know, a double digit number here on the wizards. Okay. Now here we go. It's finals matchup time. I love these bets and I will explain why I love these bets. Uh, There is only a handful of teams. I think that you can, you can talk yourself into a lot of squads and I will take various flyers. If I think a team has a chance to like drastically elevate, if I think the little, the chart for win percentage is going to take a huge jump, I'll, I'll take some flyers. But I think the finals matchup has a has a, a a lot of value here because you're getting such good numbers on it. Um, you're getting Celtic Suns is six to one. So you're saying I think Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul are going to win a very flawed Western Conference, and the Boston Celtics, who were have been the best team for most of the year up until the last week or so when the Bucks finally overtook them, 
are going to be there too. And you get six to one on that. If you want to get even more daring, there's all these numbers that you can take a look at. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on this one. I want to get your thoughts on if you like these types of bets, if not, why? And then give me one that you think has some value. Yeah, for sure. So I like them. I think I like them most because of the potential hedge opportunities it gives. I do, what I don't like about them is anytime, you know, you're, you're combining two markets to have a decent size hold and you're multiplying them against each other. The hold now is like, you know, even higher, but yep. I do think as a, as a hedge opportunity, it, it does provide a really good option. So I, I, to me, the, the one it's what I made before the season, I, it's still plus 1000 bucks nuggets is like, that's what I see. The only like real significant edges. I, I could, I could see that being, um, you know, that's implied around 10%. Uh, I, I did a couple of, you know, projection systems, stuff out there tonight it's around nine ten percent so i and i I think that that gives you great hedging opportunity because it 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 seems likely one of those two teams is going to be there as well so um that's my kind of sane take uh now i'm going to walk through my absolutely non-sane take uh (laughs) the other bet that jumped out to me mostly because i want to talk about these two teams i think they're a little bit undervalued in the market um right now is Cavs warriors plus uh what 10,000 here 100 to 1 basically 100 to 1 <laughs> real betting talk so you're telling me there's a chance yes exactly so throw throw a dollar there or something um it's almost certainly not happening right that's implied 1% it's probably in reality a little bit less than that but the Cavs to me right now are an interesting team they are still right up there in net rating with with this, I think I believe they're still second to the Celtics in the entire association this season, and they haven't slowed down. The last month, they're third in net rating. They have Donovan Mitchell, who has been into the playoffs a ton. You know, the rest of the team doesn't have the experience, but Mitchell has been amazing in the postseason, time after time. They have a couple of of defenders who you know putting being able to put Evan Mobley who's one of the most flexible defenders in the league, being able to put him on Giannis or being able to put him on Tatum or just kind of letting him, you know, do his defensive thing and kind of roam that they, they're an interesting team. Um, you, you could easily talk me into them losing to the Knicks in the first round. Um, but I also think that the, the way they match up with some of the better teams in the East is, is intriguing to me. The logic for the Warriors is as simple as I want to be in on them when their market is the lowest. Now, it uh, sounds like they're they're running away with this game tonight. So this number probably will have moved by the morning because I feel like, uh, you know, the books know don't don't give a big number on the Warriors for too long because people are smart and they're going to know to jump on that number because the Warriors are never dead. They're never fully out of it. Um, it's really hard to find long numbers on the Warriors and, and for good reason. So, um, you know, They've they've killed me in season past when I haven't bet them because I couldn't get them at long numbers. This is a year where maybe you can get a slightly longer number, in part because they've looked more flawed. But I think part of that is you know they 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 got rid of Wiseman. He was not the only thing, but they've kind of got the rotation in a place where it's it's a little bit better now. They're not trying to span the two generations um, as much, and and I I, th- I think they're looking a little better here. And and honestly, the West doesn't have a Bucks or a Celtics. Um, and so I, I think it is a little more open. So, you know, if, if you got a dollar to put on Cavs Warriors, or if you want to kind of separate it out and maybe look at, I think Cavs are like plus 2,900 um, for Eastern Conference, or just kind of have them in mind as as you're going into the postseason as, as two teams the market might be a little bit low on right now. I have, I've already put in a position on the Cavs who are just 1,100 to win the East. Uh, that's about the number that I got it at. Um, I don't, 
I like the cap side of this. I've talked about this on a couple pods. I'm going to say it again. For four months, I have been like, look, the Warriors, when they're together, their intended starters, Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, and Looney have the best net rating of those five players. Like, people hear net rating and their eyes gloss over. I get it. Those five players together beat the opponent by more for whatever section of possessions you want to do, 50, 20, 100, they beat them by more than anybody else. When Draymond, Steph, and Clay all start and finish a season, a series together, they have not lost. The only times that group has lost is 2016 when Draymond missed game five of the suspension and 2019 when Clay got hurt. That's the only two times they are in winning the motherfucking title when they have those three guys healthy for the duration of the series. Now here's the other side of it. I talked about this with Ken Barkley. Ken's who got me started on this in an episode that we did about a month ago. The Warriors have told us for five months, we are not great. We're just not. We can't win on the road. Our defense is mediocre. Our offense is mediocre. We're an average team. That's who we are. We're a 500 team that looks awesome at home and looks like dog shit on the road. And so I have a hard time with all this. There was two numbers that really kind of stuck out with me, which is I looked these up and posted them on Twitter over the weekend. No, no team since 2000 with a sub 500 road record has won the title. Not a single one. The other one is that top, if you are not a top three seed, There's only like 16 that have won the conference in NBA history. And since 2000, there's only one. Like, if you're not a top three seed, you don't win. That's just like, that's been a thing in the NBA. Now, the the answer here is going to be like, aren't the Warriors a great example to be kind of like the outlier? And it's entirely possible. Um, And 101 is pretty good. On your Cavs side of this, uh, the reason I bet the Cavs because it looked like when I bet the Cavs, it looked like it was going to be Celtics one, Bucks two. Okay. I like the Cavs if the Celtics are the one seed. That's not necessarily that I think that the Cavs will beat. Like, I'm not going to be like, I won't even probably bet the Cavs. I'll probably bet a little bit. I'll probably bet the Cavs a little bit to beat the Celtics, but I'll wait till they go down 0 1. I like that matchup a lot, even though they lost to them last night and the Celtics pulled away from them. I like that matchup a lot. But they got to get Celtics. If it's Bucks one, Cavs four, because the Cavs are getting the four seed. Like, I am I feel pretty confident Cavs are getting it four. If it's Bucks one, I think that that ticket's dead. If the Bucks don't have to play, or if the Cavaliers don't have to play Philly or Milwaukee, then I think that they're live. That's kind of where I come to uh, on the Cavaliers. Uh, I like the numbers. I like these that you mentioned the the Nuggets Bucks again. I've got I've got some of that. It's that's very very good. I like that one quite a bit. Uh, I think another one that's kind of interesting to to look at is if we take a look at uh, Milwaukee versus Phoenix. That's also another one that you're going to get a pretty good number on compared to some of these other ones. Uh, Bucks Suns is eight to one. One of the things I did last year, just to talk a little bit more about like the process of betting this, is I bet Bucks Warriors at the start of the playoffs, and I waited and I waited and I waited and I waited and I waited, and then when the Bucks, I think they went up two one on the Celtics. When they up, went up two one on the Celtics, then I bet Celtics Warriors 
and use the like use that as my hedge against the other one. And it was, I mean, it was phenomenal. So there's a lot of ways that you can bet these in, in both before the, the playoff start and after um, something to really consider. If you want to get really crazy, you can go into the finals exact result, but I would just say to go the other way. And that way you can probably hedge one of the conference finalists in, in the conference finals. You can just hedge that leg of it. You can wait and be like, okay, you know, if you bet Celtics Suns, like, all right, the Celtics are up two one. I'm sitting pretty here you know, the Suns and Nuggets are tied 1-1 or whatever, and you can find different spots to to bet that. So, uh, you have anything else on that or are we good to go? No, I think I, I agree with you 100%. It is, and and to be honest, they're also incredibly fun bets. And like, yes. as much as we may want to hand out winners here, it's like a lot of us do it, us, us do it for fun as well. And it's it, it's really, really fun to kind of be keeping eye on on both sides and have that team you can kind of hedge out. And it, they're very malleable and, and a fun bet to play with. All right, let's get wrap it up for Buckets for a Friday. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back on Monday with a weekend recap episode. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you guys again next time. You can follow Jim Turvey on Twitter at Turvey Betts. Follow me on, on Twitter at HP Basketball. Our thanks to David Payne, our producer. Make sure to download the Action Network app. We'll see you guys again next time. Until then, let's get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.